Welcome to the Life After Sugar podcast. The podcast that's not just about sugar, but about your relationship with it and also with food and especially with yourself. So if you want to discover your life after sugar and hear inspiring stories from all kinds of people who also cut out sugar in their way, at their pace, for their own reasons, this is the podcast for you. Because you know, when you take away the sugar, you can finally discover the real sweetness in your life. I'm your host, Netta Gorman. And this is the first in a short series of summer shorts, see what I did there, about how sugar affects you. This week, I'll be telling you about sugar and weight. But first, I just wanted to tell you that if you're looking for some free resources about how to cut sugar, then I have plenty for you. Come check out the Life After Sugar Facebook page and subscribe to the Life After Sugar YouTube channel, as well as my Instagram account at mylifeaftersugar, which is where you'll get all kinds of inspiration. Pictures of meals, short reels, useful info to get you started on your life after sugar, as well as thought-provoking quotes and even sometimes pictures of our cat, so that you can see that it's perfectly possible to live a happy and active life, even if you don't eat sugar. You can also check out my TikTok account at netta underscore life after sugar. And if cravings are getting in the way and causing you to fall off the wagon, then I have five tips for you, especially if you're an intermittent faster, to help you get rid of cravings. Go to aftersugarclub.com and download your five tips today. You can also find my simple guide for getting more energy with less sugar by going to aftersugarclub.com, scrolling down to the bottom and clicking on Simple Guide. And while you're there at aftersugarclub.com, you can also have a look at the videos I've made for you to show you what to eat that doesn't contain added sugars, where to find real whole foods at the grocery store, and also how to look after your gut health because cutting sugar is one of the best things you can do for your gut health. Go to aftersugarclub.com to get your free resources today. All right, so a lot of people come to see me to cut sugar because, let's face it, they want to lose weight. And so did I. My weight had been creeping up all through my 30s and 40s, especially as I had a baby later in life. And although I was never obese... I was definitely uncomfortable in my clothes and, well, ashamed of how I looked. And I also felt like a fraud because I didn't look unhealthy. I've always been relatively small. But the point is that I felt helpless and frustrated because I'd done the diets. I was trying to eat less and move more and my weight still wasn't coming off. I was actually resigned to thinking that in my mid-40s, weight gain was normal and I just had to accept it. But then, 
I learned about how weight gain actually happens. First, a couple of quick disclaimers. As you probably know, I'm not a doctor or a health professional or a dietitian or a nutritionist or anything like that. So nothing I say should be construed as medical advice. And second, the whole issue of weight is complex. And certainly I don't want to give the impression that I think that it's just about one thing or one cause or even a case of cause and effect. So I just want to make that clear before we dive in. Here's what most of us learned about weight. At least I did during the 70s and 80s. What I learned was that weight was related to calories. If you ate too many calories and you didn't burn them off, then you'd put on weight. And the other thing that I took as truth was that you have to be slim in order to be healthy. And if you're overweight, you're necessarily unhealthy. And your one goal in life is naturally to lose weight. Only years after did I realize that, oh, this is the diet culture, the diet mentality, and completely ignores the fact that our health and weight are incredibly multifaceted and that there's tons of nuance around weight weight gain, weight loss, and being healthy. And even the concept of calories and burning calories is all very nice on paper, but really has nothing much to do with how your body functions, and especially with how the foods you eat, affect your body once you've eaten them. Let's take a random example of, I don't know, Sugar. Now, I've said this lots of times before and it bears repeating. Sugar, refined sugar I mean, has absolutely no nutritional value whatsoever. It's what they call empty calories. And quite frankly, refined grains or flour is no better. And that's what empty calories means. It's not so much the number of calories from sugar and flour as the fact that you're ingesting calories that actually don't give you any type of nutrition at all. And not only that, calories from refined sugar and flour affect something else in your body. Your blood sugar level, or more accurately, your blood glucose level, and especially your insulin. What does that have to do with your weight? The answer's coming right after this short break. I want to take a quick break to say that if this is your first time here, then welcome and thank you for listening to this podcast. And whether you're new or a regular and you haven't yet rated or reviewed this podcast, could I ask you to scroll down and tap on the stars to rate this podcast and also to write a short review to let me know how this podcast is helping you in your life after sugar. I love reading your reviews. And when you rate and review this podcast, not only does it encourage me to continue making new episodes, but 
It also helps to share this podcast and have more people see it so that we can help more people feel better and lose weight with less sugar. So again, thank you for rating and reviewing this podcast and for spreading the word about sugar. All right, so what's the connection between sugar and your weight? You don't have to be a doctor or a biologist or even a nutritionist to understand the connection. But what you do need is the ability to rethink and question what you were told about weight and calories. First, there's a distinction to make between different types of carbohydrates or carbs when it comes to weight gain. Not all carbs affect your body or your insulin in the same way. The carbs that affect your insulin the most are refined carbs. In other words, refined sugar and refined grains, often in the form of flour. It's a biological fact that refined carbs give most people a higher blood glucose spike and therefore a higher level of insulin production. And because insulin is the hormone that helps the body store body fat, if you have more calories coming in from refined carbs, then those calories, if they're not used immediately for energy, get stored as extra body fat. It can be under the skin, subcutaneous, or it can be around your organs as visceral fat. And you can even have some people, like I used to be, who are what they call skinny on the outside and fat on the inside. Because, as I said at the beginning, I wasn't particularly overweight, but I definitely had signs of a fatty liver. And that's actually even more unhealthy than body fat elsewhere in your body. It's easy to say that any amount of sugar causes weight gain, or more accurately, causes fat gain, but it's not just how much sugar and flour spike your insulin. It's more complex than that. The thing is that refined sugar and flour are very often found in highly palatable and highly processed food products that are engineered by the food industry to taste great and make you want to crave them so that you eat more of them, which means that you just eat more, more empty calories. And even if sugar only has four calories per gram, if those calories have no nutritional value whatsoever, which they don't, plus those calories spike your insulin, which they do, then that's like a double whammy for fat storage on your body. And the other thing about refined sugar and flour is that the food products that contain them, well, they're just not filling. So not only do they not satiate you, they don't fill you up, they can actually make you feel more hungry. So the more you eat, the hungrier you feel. It's a vicious cycle. And the food industry knows it. In fact, they created it. So even though I'm not an expert in weight loss, 
If you are looking to lose weight, then here are a few things you can start thinking about before you decide whether or not you want to turn them into action. First of all, not all calories have the same effect inside of your body. And not all carbs are the same. The carbohydrate family contains many different types of foods, including fiber, that actually slows down the absorption of sugars and affects your insulin much, much less. So be careful when you hear about low-carb diets. It's good to specify what types of carbs we're talking about. The types of carbs that I talk about on this podcast are refined carbs. Refined sugar in all its different forms, including refined flour. Basically, if you're looking to lose weight, or more specifically to lose body fat, then the more you reduce industrially processed food products that contain refined sugar and flour, the less likely you are to be spiking your insulin and the more chance you'll give your body to release the excess weight it already has, which is what you want to happen. Now, you may not want to cut out all processed products or all refined carbs, and that's totally up to you. From what I've seen, many people experience weight loss when they cut down or even cut out food products that contain refined sugar and flour. Of course, how your body responds is specific to you. For some people, weight loss is faster. And for others, it's a slow process. It's okay if it's slow. I also blame the diet industry for making us believe that weight loss has to be fast. Slow is good. Slow is fine. In fact, it's probably much healthier than those crash diets. And if you're wondering how you can survive without all those processed foods that made you put on weight in the first place, then in my humble opinion, that type of thinking is also a result of the diet culture that makes us believe that there's no way we can survive without those comfort foods, that we need them to enjoy our food, to enjoy life and to have fun. But really, when you think about it, how much fun are you actually having with all that extra weight that's making you uncomfortable or giving you joint pain or raising your risk for diabetes or any other kind of health issue? Doesn't sound like much fun to me. So look, if you've tried all the diets and the last frontier is cutting sugar and flour, give it a try. What have you got to lose? Well, except for your extra weight. And if you need help and support and guidance and accountability to lose that weight in a sustainable way, then the After Sugar Club is for you. If you're ready and committed to your own well-being and to improving your health by cutting sugar, and if you want to be with other like-minded people, then join us in the After Sugar Club. When you sign up, you'll get all the support 
the accountability and the guidance you need to break free from the diet culture as well as from the emotional dependency that you have on sugar. Go to aftersugarclub.com and click on the big green button to see everything that's included in the After Sugar Club and in the Premium After Sugar Club where you'll get much more personalized and customized guidance and feedback to help you on your journey to breaking free from sugar. Plus, you get a whole year for free in the After Sugar Club when you sign up for the premium option. Go to aftersugarclub.com and click on the big green button to join us. Thank you for listening. That's it for this week. Keep in touch and see you soon for another episode.